Welcome to Pierce the Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 238. Uh, 38 or 28? 38? 38. Oh. Am, am I off? I don't know. I, I, I think you're probably, you're probably right. <laughs> we'll go with you're probably right on this one. But hey, this is an update episode. A lot going on. And you know, it's interesting because Mike and I, I remember when we started the podcast, we're like, hey, how are we going to ever find enough to talk about, right? We're in episode 238 and we're still able to talk about reselling, which is interesting, right? Because there's not much to reselling, right? You buy low and sell high. That's the basics. As long as you're able to do that consistently on stuff that sells, you're going to do well. Yeah, but that's also basic macroeconomics. That's true. Okay. But there's but a little there's, bit more there's to entire, it. Yeah, you can get your, your PhD in that. You yeah, know? So <laughs> okay. um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of complexity and, and it's an ever-changing thing. And one of the things that we love is, you know, we're out at garage sales, we're at thrift stores, we're making connections and we're finding new things. We're getting into new niches. Uh, we, you know, we learn, we're finding things we've never seen before. Maybe we've seen other people talk about it or heard them before. And so it keeps things fresh. And uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was exciting. It was good to be able to, I'm like glad we're back into garage sale season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been doing the consistent garage sale and then swap meet. And I'm enjoying that way more than I, I enjoyed thrift stores. All right. So you need to fill me in. Cause so Mike and I, so Mike hates it when this happens. I don't mind it, but Mike and I both ended up at the same community garage sale, but this is the interesting one. Contrary to every, not everyone, but a lot of people's opinion is that Mobile home parks are not good places to source, but well, it's actually the second time I've been to this one. I've gone to okay. the annual, you know, garage sale community. So this garage is the sale. biannual or yeah, the second one in the year or something. Yeah, so I go, I go all the time. I've been like two or three times the same mobile home park, and this is the very first time that I've done well. Oh, like, really? I, I crushed okay. it this time. The last couple of times I didn't, so I was kind of like, ah. But there was no other community garage sales in the area. And I also had a friend who lives in the park and he was doing a garage sale. So like, yeah, it'd be cool to, you know, stop by and see him and stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it was kind of funny because I'm at a, I'm at a house and it was a really cool, cool story. Cause there's uh, this kid sitting on a, a couch and he's like playing with a skateboard. And as soon as I walk up, he's like, you know, if you, if you make the right deal, everything's for sale or something like that. Right. And I'm like, he's like a 12 year old kid or something. I'm like, you know what? I like your style. And uh, his mom was kind of just laughing. And as I'm looking at stuff, um, I asked, you know, is there a map? Because like this place was like super, to me, it's like a maze, like trying to find once you get into some weird roads, I'm like, I'm I'm lost now. And he's like, yeah, they have them at the front gate. And I was like, I'll have to drive back down there. He's like, no, I'll go get you one on my skateboard. I'm like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, I'm going to go do that. I know. So he went down and got got that for me. And at this place, I actually did really well. I picked up um, quite a few things, some some old vintage shirts. Um, I picked up these. Country Music Award DVDs is two box volume sets of like Country Music Awards from like the 70s and the 80s. Mm. And they sell for the two of them together for close to $100. Nice. I know. So I was like super stoked. I'm like, usually I don't pick up DVDs, but occasionally if it's like box sets like that of interesting things, they might be worth it. So I've got that and I've got a couple of things. Got a bag of Legos. I've got, I can't even remember what else I got at this house, but I got some good things. And as I'm paying and I'm like packing up all my stuff, I see this guy standing next to me looking something up and I'm like, See, I didn't even recognize you. It's the masks. We yeah. still have to wear masks here in California. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm like, Hey you. And then, so we talked for a little bit, but I felt bad because I had already cleaned that, that, that house out. Oh, not only that place, yeah. I was basically chasing Mike the entire route. Yeah. So then we went to the next like spot and he like tried to skip a couple roads. So that way we were not like hitting the same houses. So I'm like, well, he's going to hit those ones. I'll miss those. 
And I do a few houses, don't find anything good. And then finally I stop at a house and there's some good stuff, man. I'm picking up RC cars, I'm picking up a cricket, I'm picking up a nice camera, like all of these things for like a really good price. And I think I've pretty much cleaned this place out. And sure enough, here he comes walking up. And and in fact, I'd already paid and I had my pile and he's looking at my pile and I'm like, I know, I know that's there what's interesting. There's a part of you. me that thought it was already Mike's pile because as I'm sorting through this, I'm like, this is all a bunch of quality stuff right next to each other. This is probably mine. And then sure enough, Mike goes, that's mine. And I was like, all right. Now, what was in that box? Yeah, so I picked up, it was two RC cars. Uh, they didn't have the bodies, but those bodies are actually really cheap. The, 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 the little things that go on top, but it's the actual like cars themselves, the motors, the batteries, and uh, a remote controller. The first thing I looked up, because I was like, I don't know how much they're going to charge this, because one of the RC cars actually had an RC car stand that like you can work on it. And it was like all set up on the stand. And I'm like, you know, they've got a lot of money in this hobby. You know, like, I don't know how much they're going to ask for this stuff. And so I'm looking up the remote controller and I'm like, okay, I know I could at least make like 50 bucks off this remote controller if I get Jeez. it at a good deal. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to ask. And I did the whole, you know, how much for all of this RC car stuff? And she's like, I don't know, make me an offer. And so then I returned with, to be honest, I don't really know anything about this stuff. I don't, I mean, I've sold an RC car before, but it's not a hobby I'm into. So I really don't know what it's worth. Mm -hmm. I'd have to do some research on all of these stuff, but I know it's money. And she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I was hoping to get, you know, this for this, this. And she's starting to piece it out. And I'm like, well, if you think of a price for everything, you just let me know. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll let you know if it works. And I started looking at other stuff. She goes, how about 20 bucks for all of it? Nice. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, and I was like, like going to do the whole, like, I wasn't going to try and talk her down more because I felt like that was a really good deal. Uh, but she's like, so if you want it, just do it now because, you know, before my, my husband finds out, oh, and I'm like, dude, I hope yeah, yeah, 20 bucks here. So that's why I actually paid. So when Orlando got there, I'd already paid for a bunch of stuff because I wanted to pay for it before husband got home. No, I get no. Cause that's the, that stuff was money. I remember that now the, the great, here's a couple of things. So a lot of people usually pass up mobile home or trailer parks, but there's a lot of money to be made. Sometimes it's people that's retired and they're moving into a smaller location because they want to travel more and they have a lot of stuff they're trying to offload and there's money there. Uh, sometimes it's just people that are just trying to just just offload and they don't care what price they're going to sell it at. But it, it's just like any community. So I like them because it's actually less driving, right? It's all self-contained. It's easy to go. There was a map at this one, except I don't use the map. I go, I just freestyle it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you scored. I mean, the only score I had at that one was, uh, a pair of on cloud shoes. Have you ever seen those on cloud shoes? Uh, I don't know. I have pretty, to. So check them out. I mean, it's not the bolo we're talking about today, but it is a bolo paid a dollar. So a reseller before me, and it wasn't Mike came in there and bought all the shoes and left. And then there was this, just this pair of on cloud shoes. And I'm like, how much? He's like a dollar. I'm like, all right. And then I sold it within 24 hours for 42 bucks plus ship. Right. So that, that was my win. Now. I did have other stuff that I picked up throughout the day. Uh, that was a win, but my law. So this is kind of a win and a loss. So before I headed to that sale, I went to uh, a garage sale that somebody said they had a lot of model trains and I show up and there are some trains out, but it was kind of junk. And I was like, Oh, that's, you have some cool trains here. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like junky. I mean, they were cool, but not cool for me to buy and resell. And so I was like, yeah, you got some cool trains here. Uh, do you have any other trains? He's like, oh, yeah, I bought out a whole store. I'm like, oh, you bought out a whole store. Okay. Uh, hey, can, do you mind if I look? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to sell this stuff. My son's actually selling this stuff on eBay. Uh, but, you know, he's having a lot of issues of people saying that the stuff is fake and getting returns. And, you know, I, 
do I think that collectors are calling them out on selling fake stuff? I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't know. Are there fake Lionel trains out there? Well, I mean, like, it could have been like a one, like if you're a new reseller, could have been one scammer. And or you something. you start up a store and it's all one things, yeah, and you get one or two people who complain. You know that that could totally give you a negative taste in your mouth about reselling an email. Yeah, true, true, true. So, so he's he's showing me the stuff, and I'm looking at the stuff, and like one, it it's all new in box, and then it's a lot of high value stuff. And so one item he showed me, it's worth three to four hundred dollars. A re, you know reselling, not not even like retail. Like if I sold on eBay, that's what the comps were. So I'm looking at the stuff. I'm like, I could have the deal of the year right now. Right, I'm thinking about it. And um, I, cause this is, I dropped everything. So my got went early to that other sale. The reason I didn't get there earlier was cause I was aiming for this one. And sure enough, when I showed up, no one was there. So it was just me and the guy there and he showed me the whole collection. And so I asked him how much and he said uh, 4,000. Now, could I make profit on that 4,000 based on what he had? I probably would have been able to make one to 2,000 net, but the amount of labor would have required it just wasn't worth it to me. And so I kept talking to him and, and eventually I said, Hey, can I just do just one last offer before I leave? You know, I know that your, your, your son doesn't like selling this on eBay. I know you're trying to offload this. It's taking out space in your garage. You know, I threw every tactic and I said, how about 1500 for all of it? He's like, no, I got more into it. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. So business card, right? Business card left my business card. Will this guy ever call? Don't know. If he does call though, it will be a mega deal, right? Because by the time he calls, it's going to be, he's ready to sell, right? He's going to be calling me because I am the one person he's hoping. And, you know, he may come back at 2000. If he comes back at 2000, I'll drop 2000 on it. To me, it's worth it because my rough estimate by eyeing it was probably that it was five to $6,000 gross profit. Uh, but I think there might've been more because it was all pristine. It was a collector shop that had shut down somehow he bought out the shop and he, I mean, it was totes upon totes upon totes of items. But, uh, so I still see it as a win, even though, I mean, I only spent 14 bu bucks that day and I already sold that pair of shoes and ever, anything else I sell there is going to be, I'm probably going to make three to $400 profit still. And that's why Mike and I love garage sales, mm. right? Uh, even, even though it wasn't the win that I wanted, uh, I still, I mean, I, well, I spent two hours out there and I, I'm still going to make three to $400. I mean, you can't, you can't beat that. Yeah. Right. So I love garage sales. Anything else going on? Yeah. So I, uh, I just bought a couple weeks ago now, actually, but since the last update episode bought the uh, shed. So went to oh, Home Depot, yes. got the shed. The bummer is, so California is a really rough place to live because anytime you go to buy not every time, but often when you go to buy things, even off of Amazon, uh, depending on what you're buying, it doesn't ship to California or not available in oh, California. Yeah. It happens Certain all the laws. time. Yeah. And, and I mean, with, with just random things like, for instance, power wheels, right? So when we were trying to get my son a power wheel, we're finding all of these great deals. Sometimes some of them are at Costco, some of them are Walmart, some of them Amazon, and 90% of them it's will not ship to California. It's the only state that they won't ship to. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I guess, you know, we've got to spend more for something less. And it happens with all kinds of stuff. And same thing, like I, the, the shed I originally wanted at Home Depot, like it was like the dream shed, it had everything we needed. The price was great. It was install. Then you scroll down, not available to be installed in California. And it's like, well, of course, great. Like, you know, so then I'm looking up trying to find sheds on their website that you can buy in California. And it, the Home Depot's website is like, it's worse than eBay. Like it's just old. Like they don't, they don't, it's not easy to, to 
you know, utilize. I feel like even Walmart and stuff like no, nobody's like pretty. They're all bad. They're not like the problem is we're so used to Amazon that everything else is just not efficient. And so it was like, you know, I'm just want to go and talk to somebody there because then we can figure out what. And uh, we paid a little bit more for the shed. And of course, everything's an upgrade. Like, yeah, you know, here's the shed. And then if you want it painted, it costs this much. And if you want this, it costs. This. And, and like we even got a smaller door because we we're like, I want more wall space. So instead of the big door, it's like um, they were like, we can do the smaller like, door. Like a hobby it. door? No, no, no. Just like a regular, like a three foot door instead of like yeah. a six foot door. Because I'm like, it'd be sweet to have like more. I don't need to like pull a tractor in here. I just need to get towed in here. Mm. And uh, they're like, oh, we can put a smaller door on. No problem. It was an extra 60 bucks to have a smaller door. Like just like random things like, wait, less material, but more money. I guess so. But, um, so we got the shed and it's going to be installed on June, um, in the middle of June. So I'm going to wait till I'm, I'm home from school. That way I can be there and make sure it gets set up in the right place and all of that. So, uh, I'm very excited about that because I mean, it's not, um, it's not the size we wanted. We would have liked a bigger shed, but California again, permits, even though we were on tons of acreage and there's nobody else around us, we're completely off the grid. We could still only get a 10 foot by 12 foot unless we got permits, but we're going to do that. I'm going to build some overhangs on the side for things that aren't as, uh, you know, that I could put in totes. And then, um, I, I might do some smaller metal sheds that I can just store other things in, but this is going to be like the nice one that we keep, you know, most of our racks and that kind of stuff. in. so, uh, exciting to, to, to be progressing and moving forward in, nice. in that way. Yeah. All right. Hey, real quick before we move on, if you haven't yet hit that like button, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Hit that bell notification so you're notified. We're dropping two videos above the podcast every single week. Late Latest series on tools. Are you still doing some more tools? Yeah, I've got another video that's going to be dropping in a couple of days and I haven't decided whether it'll probably be another tool video. Yeah. Dropping, dropping like the hammers. Yeah. I already dropped the hammer. Hey, no, but it's helped some people out. So we really appreciate, hey, the comments are always great on those videos. If, if in any way our videos have helped or if you just want to comment, comment. And also on this one, hey, let us know what has been some of your best garage sale finds recently, recently. Just leave it in the comments below or just put comment, comment, comment. It definitely helps us out in the algorithm. So hit that like button and subscribe. Or actually you should subscribe first and then hit that like button. Yeah. Whatever works. And bell notifications and, you and know. all that good stuff. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, so I had an interesting moment this last uh, two weeks. So I had all these toys from Q4 that I, it wasn't that they didn't sell. I just wasn't interested in selling them fast because I already, I made a decent profit in Q4. And so I knew that these toys would last. And so I was like, huh, I wonder, you know, what the going rate is for this stuff. So I, I put them on Amazon and literally within like four days, I made a thousand dollars net profit mm. merchant fulfilled. And it was wild to me. And it was a reminder again that when toys are hot, they're likely to always be hot unless there's a saturation in the market. But if there's scarcity, I mean, this is econ 101, yet there's money to be made. I, I just recently sold, I shared this on Instagram, a Fisher price. It was like a little train thing, but there was an exclusive from Kohl's and there's a purple alligator. Paid 25 bucks at the thrift and it sold for over a hundred. And I'm just like, this is, this is wild to me. I mean, the, the fact that, you know, <laughs> I don't think I would ever pay that much for, for a toy for my kids. I mean, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. But you always got to remember when you're listing, you're listing for your buy. You're not listing what you would pay for. Most of us as resellers, we wouldn't pay top dollar for pretty much anything that we own. Right. We're always looking for the deal. Uh, but I got to tell you, like it, 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 the velocity of the sale. So here's what happened. This is why I'm going to keep aiming for 3K 
<laughs> by the end of summer. I remember I said by summer. Now I'm going end of summer. But it was a reminder to me of the velocity of Amazon. So I kept I kept finding these Q4 toys that were hot. And the moment I put them listed, like within, I don't know, hour or two sold. sold to, and the ranking was about 30-something thousand. So I'm like, this is this is insanity. Like this is like Q4 all over again. So I started hitting up all the stores I knew I picked up this item from before. I couldn't find any. I was like, what if I find it and no one else knows, right? Because there's only about like 12, 13 people on the listing. And I'm sure there are people like me that have stuff left over from Q4. But I got to I gotta tell you, uh, you know, I, this item on eBay, I had this item listed on eBay the entire Q4. You know how many I sold? Hmm. Zero. Zero. And I had multiple listings of this item. And so I pretty much, if I if there's anything I'm selling on Amazon, I'll just sell it on Amazon. I mean, eBay, I keep to the secondary goods because they do so well. I mean, you can't sell secondary goods on Amazon. But I got to tell you, Amazon, the velo- you still can't beat that velocity. So it was a reminder of that. So I've also been buying more inventory. I'm still trying to get to 3K. I have more inventory than I know what to do with. I was telling my son the other day, I literally could go sourcing, not sourcing for two weeks, and I still wouldn't list everything I have. It's getting, but I'm okay with that because that's on purpose. And then like you, I've been enjoying the garage sales. Like garage sales keep you motivated and reselling. So if you're, I don't know, I, I think, would you get tired if you were just doing the pallets? You think? Yeah, I, I think like so. Like the boxes of clothing and all. Because there's some people that do that and they do really well. Yeah. No, I mean, and again, there's probably good money there, but I think it'd be more like a job, um, which is fine. Like I'm... I, I, I alternate back and forth. Like I think you need to do something you're excited about and passionate about. I think it'd be more, but I think the other thing though is you have to have a mission or a, a purpose in life, like something you're aiming for. And sometimes it's like you're doing something that you really enjoy or it's freedom or whatever it is. Uh, but sometimes it's like, I want to, I want to provide for my family. I want to have, I want to be able to cover all of our expenses and I want to be able to take them out and do things. And so if like pushing a button all day long, for eight hours a day made me six figures is like, this is not life giving. I think I would do it because it's like, you know, even though it's not something that's life giving, if that's going to help me live my life, well, I already have a good job. I already have enough money. So this to me, this hobby of reselling is a lot of extra money and it helps me to do the things I want to do. So I don't want to turn it into another like kind of job that I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do this. Uh, But you might be at a place like, yeah, I mean, if your goal is like, I just want to make six figures, man. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't care if it's, you know, something you don't enjoy, but I, I love the garage selling. I love thrifting because to me, it's the treasure hunt and I enjoy that. Uh, but you know, I will flip burgers if that's what it takes. You know? Yeah. So I think we're interesting than a lot of people because, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was in my storage unit. I was, I don't know. I was getting in this nostalgic mode and I was going through my inventory and I still think it's weird that I can make a decent full-time living. Like I, I don't, live paycheck to paycheck. I'm able to travel all these good things, but I just sell like used stuff. Right. And some of the stuff goes for good money, but I was thinking to myself, I said, so why am I not in a warehouse? Right. Because you know, this is my third year full-time reselling. I could probably scale it to the size of warehouse. I could probably get multiple employees if I wanted, but it's not that I'm lazy. Like I know I hustle. I mean, if you guys watch this on Instagram, hopefully you see that I, I work. Like I'm not just sitting around at home watching Netflix. But uh yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like I I, I feel that if I feel that right now my full-time job 
isn't a job. Like, I feel like I'm still doing just do the side hustle. I'm making good money on it. Like, I don't feel in any way like this is, oh, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to. I mean, there are moments I don't want to pack and there are moments I don't want to list. But it's nowhere near when I was working the nine to five where I dreaded coming into work and I hated the politics. And I was like, oh, man, I maybe I can get a job somewhere. Like, there's never I don't have days like that. But if you if your goal was if you're like, I need to be pulling in six figures plus or, or even way more than that. And I want to have, I want to be able to build this business. And I want, and like, if that was your mission and goal, you'd have no problem with, with doing a warehouse. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure. And I, I think I'm slowly getting there, but I'm not in a hurry to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I mean, I, man, it, it just feels weird saying that because so, I mean, we are pure hustle podcast, right. But a lot of the hustle culture and reselling is like, like in my warehouse, right? Like, and no, no offense. I mean, we have good friends that have warehouses here. All right. We've interviewed many of them, but you know, it's usually the, the steps go garage sale, thrift store, wholesale, warehouse, six figures, figure out, you know, how to automate everything. And then, you know, I don't know if you live on the beach on a laptop, but you know, that's, that's pretty much the dream that is sold in reselling. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people reach out or they, they change, right? Like I know some people that have gone to real estate, real estate, they find something else or it's, it's to me, it's, it's all about the freedom and the ability to just do what you want. Right. And, and, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad has a saying that, um, if you're, if you're being rich, but your bill, you always have to work to pay off your bills. You're not wealthy. Right. But if if you have enough money where you're not always working to pay your bills, then that's wealth. Right. And I agree with that. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm rich. I don't feel like I'm uber wealthy, but I do have I mean, I, I could right now walk away for a few weeks and I'd, I'd be I'd be good. I could walk away for a few months and a few months. I'd be good. Not that I want to do that because I love what I do. But that that's kind of if you're ever wondering what Pierce podcast is about, that's kind of what we're about. We're about the time freedom. We're not. I mean, is it possible that one day, you know, I'll, I'll be driving a Ferrari? I don't know. I, I don't think so, but I would love to. So anyways. All right. Um, any any random stories on your end? Uh, yeah. So um, kind of interesting. Like you never know what you're going to find at garage sales. And at that at that garage sale that we were at, I found um, a it was one of the first houses I stopped at. There was a bike rack and like a, um, you know, the, the, the racks that you put on the back of cars that like you can store things on and they, you know, mm-hmm. totes, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, well, this one was one that's also for like, uh, scooters. Like, so people who have like mobility issues and they like, it's got a ramp, like you, you can have it up all the way down. So it's flat. You can put it up. So it's like a sidewall or you can put it down as a ramp and you can like bring up a scooter or something onto it or make it easier to load things onto it. And they're, they're several hundred dollars. Like they're, they're not inexpensive. Okay. Um, especially this one is, is one, like I said, that, that could be used for, um, wheelchairs or for scooters or things like that. So it's probably even more expensive. And, uh, the guy, he said he had got it, he got it for his dad and his dad doesn't need it anymore. And so, um, he sold that and a bike rack that has like, you know, it's like a fold down, like one that goes on a hitch. I, I could usually sell those for like 50 to hundred bucks. No problem. Um, I got both of these for fifty dollars, so nice. I got forty dollars for the the rack, and that was just really cool. But and but we spent like a good 15, 20 minutes trying to get it on the back of my car because he didn't have the pin for it, so we took the pin off the bike. But it was like almost not long enough, and so I was like trying to like get my finger in there to get the the locking pin in, and it was it was kind of a, an intense thing. And I had to drive around the rest of the garage sales with this rack on the back of my car. I saw and, it. 
I was wondering. I thought you were just ready for a huge haul or yeah, something. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, the nice thing is I can, I could, I got straps and I always carry straps. I'm like driving and I'm like, I'm right behind him. I'm like, Mike is ready. Yeah. Because there was a shelf. Did you see that free shelf? Hmm. There was a free shelf there and I wish I had the space to take it. You probably could have taken it. Um, I don't even usually pick up furniture, but I need to start because it seems like a lot of people do furniture. Well, it was like one of those nice like industrial shelves. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I should have told you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so this thing is pretty cool that that I was able to get it for so inexpensive. And my goal is uh, there's a few things I want to use it. Um, when we do our move, it'll be nice. I'll throw some stuff in our trailer. We have two cars with hitches, so I'll throw a bunch of totes on the back of this and strap it down. Um, when I'm getting my shed built, I have to bring the generator up there because we don't have power up there, but they need power to build it. Uh, so I'm going to throw my generator on there. There's like a lot of things I could use it before I sell it. So I'm like, man, this is sweet. Like I'm going to use this thing and I'm going to sell it, make a ton of money and I'll be able to use it. And maybe I'll keep it if I, if I use it enough. Um, but that was kind of cool. It was an something I wasn't expecting to pick up, but it was a bit of a weird thing. Cause yeah, I'm in a mobile home park with like very narrow like roads. And now I'm worried about, cause usually when you're at garage sales, like you can get pretty boxed in and you're like doing mm -hmm. 17 point turns to get between cars. It's pretty wild out here. It's through the community ones. Yeah. People park like Orlando. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you double, triple park people. <laughs> um, but with this thing on the back of my car that sticks out like an extra three feet and I can't see it, I'm like, man, I backing up and stuff. It was pretty intense. Uh, but then the other cool thing is, so I don't know if this is popular across the country, but in San Diego County before COVID hit, so some of like the bars and pubs around here, they started this like, um, hatchet throwing thing where mm -hmm. it was getting pretty popular where you go to the bar, you know, you're hanging out with friends and they do like tournaments and competitions and you basically just throw hatchets at these big walls they have, um, which, you know, alcohol and hatchets, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're very brave. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but you know, it's kind of, I think it's kind of like a hipster thing to do. And my wife and I were like, that'd be so fun to do that. But we never got a chance to do it before the COVID thing happened. And I was uh, looking through on Instagram and I saw somebody who him and his wife just had one set up in their backyard. And they were like, she beat me again. And I'm like, why don't I do this? So I looked up how much the hatchets are on Amazon. And for like the brand that's like pretty popular, it's like $80 for a three pack. And I'm like, man, you know, maybe I'll, you know, who knows? Maybe sometime down the road, I'll build something. And I'll buy these hatchets. The next day at the garage sales, Nice. There's a guy and he's got the three pack and I got it for 25 bucks and they've nice. never been used. Like they're in great condition. And so it was like, just weird to think like the day after I was telling my wife, like we should build our own hatchet throwing wall and just have a tournament, have friends over. We can throw hatchets. That at would this be wall. cool for like six months. <laughs> but yeah. it'd be cool. Well, but if you did it like as a, maybe twice a year, yeah, like a party, yeah, you yeah, know, like have people, I'm, I'm not thinking like I'm going to be out every single day throwing <laughs> hatchets at a wall, you know, but you know, if it was like, Hey, we're having our annual like Christmas hatchet throwing party, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, so it was just funny that I had just talked about such a random thing and then found somebody who had the very ones I was That's looking at cool. buying. So, yeah. but again, you, you made money, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of spending whatever the 80, you dropped the 25 and yeah. you got some hatchets. So, so my, my story is something that I, I never thought would happen to me, but it finally did. And it's not a bad story. So we had talked about Ertl, right? As one of our bolos last time. And oh my gosh, this story, you made way too big of a deal of this on Instagram, I feel like. No, but it, it's a great story because- I don't know. It's a great story because it, it, it's about why I love selling on eBay. Not about my error. So the long story short, my error is I had a little truck. Actually, a lot of people DM, they appreciated that story. Like it was, it was a good, people appreciated the story. So anyways, all right. So I had this little tractor it was an Ertl tractor and I didn't put the dimensions. Now in the picture, I mean, I guess if you look at it, it, you could think it's like a huge tractor. I don't know. Somebody bought it. And I had this feeling that if I send this, 
I didn't put dimensions. Like, what if they, you know, you ever hear the stories that people bought furniture and instead they get like doll furniture in the mail? Like, I was wondering if this would happen. Sure enough, the guy messages me. He's like, hey, LOL, I thought this was going to be a huge tractor, but instead it's way smaller than I intended. And then I felt really guilty. And, and eventually enough people on Instagram were like, hey, you know, do the right thing. Reach out to them. Other people were like, sale was a sale. It's well, over. It, it wasn't. I don't even feel like he reached out to you. He he messed like his comment. It was, was in his feedback. Yeah, the feedback. But it was it was positive in the sense of it was this was smaller than I expected, but not the seller's fault. Yeah, Great thing yeah. would buy from. Right. So he wasn't complaining at all. It was yeah. just like, oh, this is smaller. But so I wanted to make good. things right. And I also was thinking business in my, in the back of my head of like, Hey, this could be a repeat buyer. Right. And so, you know, I, I messaged, I'm like, Hey, if you want to return it, no big deal. I totally get it. Things like this happen. And he's like, no, you did everything just right. You're an awesome seller. Appreciate you. And then I, it was like this eBay love fest. Then I messaged him back and I'm like, Hey, this is, Hey, thanks so much. You're the kind of buyers that I love having on eBay. And then he writes back, no, you are the best. Like that. And I'm like, all right, it was worth it. It was worth it. I felt good. Now here's the interesting thing about it. Not related to this, the day after, and I, I don't believe in karma. I do not believe. I want to be clear. I don't believe in any, any, any of that stuff. But the next day I'm at the thrift store and I see this like oxidized patinaed out, a truck for $35. It's vintage. And it's a, I think it was a Smith and Miller and it sells for three, two to $300. And I'm like, huh, it's kind of weird. Like the next day. Anyways, I don't believe in any of that. I want to be clear about that, but odd things happen sometimes. So anyways, I get it, but always put your dimensions in. Okay. Hey, before we move on, have you been using some bubble wrap lately? Yeah. American <laughs> bubble boy. And in fact, um, Speaking of dimensions, I ended up buying, um, I wasn't really paying attention in the last set that I bought. I bought like the thicker bubbles instead of the, I usually get like the tiny bubbles. Okay. Right. And this one, I got bigger bubbles and I was like, oh man, I'm not sure if I'm going to like the bigger bubbles as much, but it's actually kind of nice, right? Cause you get the same amount of square footage, but you actually get like a little bit more cushion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and the smaller bubbles are nice for things like I wrap books and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, like my air and ordering dimension wise, I actually, I think it's going to work out pretty good for me. And uh, I love American bubble boy. Uh, they're, they're super fast, free shipping. Um, um, you know, I used our link. Well, no, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> should use our link. I don't use our link, but, uh, <laughs> Hey, I speaking about shipping. So Joel, great guy, actually, you know what? I want to share somebody had messaged us. Somebody had sent us an email that like they, they didn't get their, item and they contacted and Joel, the guy that owns American bubble boy, Joel, American bubble boy himself called and said, I'm so sorry about this. Offered a gift card, got it shipped right away. Resolved the issue. I'm telling you they are legit. I mean, they, they love the reselling community and they, they provide a good product. Now you're talking about shipping. And one of the things, so he sent us like some things about like why American bubble boy is different than the rest. This is crazy. So if you're ever in need of stuff, like you're, hey, I'm I'm out. Like sometimes you do got to make that terrible Walmart run and pay all kinds of money for that duck bubble wrap, which by the way is shady because if you, sometimes you can buy the 200 and there's a red line and it's, I mean that 150 and there's a red line, it's 200 square feet. And then sometimes it's a hundred square feet and it's the same price. So be careful, but don't buy from them because you'll get a far better deal from American Bubble Boy. Uh, and they have warehouses throughout the country. This is how good it is. Our warehouses positioning gives us the ability to hit 97.4% to, to the 10th 
0.4% of the USA in 48 hours. So they could do two-day shipping to 97% of the country and 52.9% in under 24 hours. That in itself is, you may say, hey, maybe I found some bubble wrap, which I highly doubt. It's really hard to find cheaper bubble wrap somewhere else, but you are not going to get that. Even if you do Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime does not mean two days. It means two days from the moment that they finally get around to shipping it, which sometimes takes three to five days. American Bubble Boy, if they can get it, they actually have more more data here. But Oh, I just lost it. They have more data here about the shipping. I'm going to share one more thing and we're going to move on. Orders are righted to the nearest warehouse, giving each facility to supply customers actually located birth bubble. Should I take this offer right now? I'm going to keep reading this. East, that's how important Bubble Boy is. East Coast Bubble is made in Massachusetts. Great Lakes Region Bubble is made in Illinois. West Coast Bubble is made in California. Central Region Bubble in Texas. Central East Coast Bubble is made in North America. So USA made nearby and it'll get it to you quick. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Number one, another thing, uncomp- uncompromising high quality. Our bubble is manufactured by the originators of bubble wrap and also are the same suppliers of one of our competitors. Quack, quack. You know what I'm talking about, that the competitor. But anyways, AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Link is below. Use our link because it traces it back and it helps us out. And at the same time, you're not buying through Amazon. You're buying directly from American Bubble Boy. And there's some great deals. There's bubble wrap. There's Instapack stuff. And there's a bunch of other items that you can pick up from there. So check it out. Yeah. All right, ready to uh, talk about some recently topics? Yeah, it's important that we uh, are ready. While for... you do that, I'll take an offer. <laughs> oh man, my uh, my audio isn't. Uh... There we go. Let me see. Ah, I'm gonna have to fix that in post. The uh, no one would have known the at news. All. The news audio uh, had an issue. Uh, and uh, that's breaking news. So yes. hopefully, hopefully it worked out in post. If I remember to do it, I might forget. So if half of the news audio was messed up for you guys, um, breaking, I was too lazy while I was editing this uh, this YouTube video. So there you go. You could have just said like I got a sale and I got busy and I had to pack. Yeah. All right. Might so have been that. we're gonna land a little bit on on an article. The reason being is I think this is gonna be very helpful to a lot of people. So I don't know this source, but they interviewed eBay. So this is from Tech Republic. So Tech Republic, the headline says, 54% of eBay businesses grew in 2020. Now we know that, right? We've all, I, I, I would hope pretty much everyone experienced some kind of growth in 2020. And I think the pandemic accelerated a lot of the growth. Would you say your business grew because of the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't slow down. We had really good sales. Um, overall, I would say the my business probably grew a little bit, but sales total uh, net profit was up for sure. Okay. And my, I mean, my overall business, I don't know if I break down the eBay numbers. So I grew by 37%, which is, that's good growth. I'm okay with, I'll take that. And so they interviewed uh, Harry Temkin, the vice president, uh, the head of seller experience at eBay. And here, here's some things that they shared in here. Uh, one, one tool eBay business Use is Terapeak. Businesses uses Terapeak, a data-driven tool. We all know what Terapeak. If you don't know what Terapeak is, is you go to Seller Hub, you go to Research. If you have an eBay store, somebody had said it's free to everyone. Let us know in the comments. Is it free to everyone? I thought it was for basic and above, but either way, if you have access to Terapeak, it's great. And this is why. So Harry Temkin said, it wasn't surprising to see that our sellers who are using data to inform their business decisions are seeing a greater return. So Temkin said, the impetus for the survey, so they took they did a survey to a bunch of sellers, 
was to better understand sellers' attitudes towards eBay tools and technology and the impact tools have had on sellers' ability to grow their business, as he said. The survey found that twenty that 32% of sellers who use Terapeak very often grew their business significantly compared to 23% of sellers who never used Terapeak. So I strongly encourage you to use Terapeak. There's various reasons you can use it. One is you can find comps for 360 days. Another reason is you can find whether people are charging shipping or not. Another reason, actually, we have a whole video, don't we? Yeah, I have a whole video that I made on Terapeak. So check out our YouTube video of all the reasons why you should use Terapeak. So people that use Terapeak grew their business, right? He says this popular tool lets sellers send offers. Oh, so now let's talk about send offers. So send offers to potential buyers with an exclusive discount. With offers to buyers, the seller can go into the seller hub to a specific listing and see the potential buyers that have shown interest and so on. That message reaches, uh, so pretty much their sales went up close to 25%, those that did send offers. And here's the thing, we've talked about this a lot, is that if you do send offer, don't wait till the end of the day, don't wait till a specific time. The moment they show up is when you should be sending it because that means, according to eBay, the individuals are monitoring, like they're heavily browsing that item. Have you had a moment where you send an offer and somebody accepted right away? Oh yeah, it happens all the time. It, it's the best, right? I mean, and there, and here's the thing. If you haven't noticed, have you done the send automatic offers? Um, I'm not sure. My wife usually is the one that, that does the offers, so she might have set that up. So here's the thing. Now, I've said about this before. I wish that eBay had it where you could just agree to automatically send offers on everything. And like, here's my threshold, like everything 5%, right? Send an offer to every anyone that looks instead of me having to go in there and do it. eBay hasn't gotten there yet. Uh, but what's nice is whenever you put the automatic send offer, like you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like I, how many sales have I had where I hear it's a ching and it's not at full price, but it's the send offer that I sent maybe a month before to somebody else. And then somebody else got that send offer and they automatically got it and the sale happened. Right. So I don't even have to think about it. Right. So kind of like mini automation when it comes down to it, where, you know, things are automatically being sent out. I think it's a really, really nice experience. So I think eBay is doing uh, a lot better about doing that, about, you know, trying to allow sellers to have more power in, you know, being able to do research and being able to sell things. Here's another thing they had mentioned, talked about uh, customer experience features. So they said that stores drive repeat purchases. The company said buyers who visit a store during their initial shopping journey have a repeat purchase rate that is 20% to 65% higher than buyers who do not visit stores. eBay said the 20 to 65% range is based on what vertical they are buying in. So I, I'm guessing that's based on what category. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, so for I honestly think repeat buyers for the most part for people in like the garage sale stores like ours aren't going to be as big. But if you've got a store that only sells fantasy books or a store that only sells a certain type of puzzle or a store that only sells basketball cards, chances of repeat buyers obviously are going to go up because it says if they're initially going to your store. So if they're looking for basketball cards, they're looking in your store as opposed to, you know, occasionally I have similar items, but I don't think I'm going to be getting repeat buyers because people aren't looking at my store because I don't have a store that's like specialized. So I think, I mean, I hear what you're saying. There's also though, you know, when you're known to sell certain things. So I have my repeat rain spooner buyers. I have my repeat Harley buyers. I have my repeat Lionel train buyers. Like, and so but you're more specialized with those things. Like you have more of those than like, you know, probably a lot of people who just have a lot of like random inventory. So like for me, like I do have a lot of board games. So it's possible that like I might get repeat buyers on board games 
because I've got, you know, 60 board games listed. But again, it's such a wide range. But yeah, if, you're, if you've got a bunch of rain spooners, then your store is a little bit more specialized to that. But, but I have it categorized so people can just go like, I want to look at this. So, you know, I, I myself have this idea of like, why do we have these categories? But I've noticed lately uh, that it has helped. So I have my repeat buyers that, you know, they, they follow my store or whatever. They buy something and then they click on that link, you know, Hawaiian shirts, and then they'll get you know, they'll just look for rain spooner. So I do think that's another added value to the store. We talked about this before. One of our uh, awesome uh, supporters and listeners uh, to the podcast, Greg Perry, had mentioned uh, the idea of putting that eBay link to that section of your store in your listing, right? So if I saw a rain spooner, sure, I put that link to that category in the description. And so you could say, hey, if you're interested in more rain spooner shirts, click on this and you can go there. So, I mean, according to the data here, it says you're going to get, you know, greater chance of getting repeat buyers. So I've always been a fan, like even my son, my son's, uh, he's only at like, I don't know, 10 to 20 items. But I think by the time he gets to 30 to 40 items, I think he's probably going to get a store because he's going to be able to do more because he's specializing in certain fields and it may, you know, hopefully he'll get some repeat buyers in certain items. So, all right. Now. Another thing that eBay is doing. Did you see this at all? That eBay is now introducing video to their listings? Yeah, we talked about that. Did we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, we had a whole segment. Did we really? Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's been a busy week. Anyways, if you don't know, eBay is introducing video to listings. All right. Let's talk about eBay authentication a little bit. So a lot of people have been frustrated. I, I've, I've gone on Reddit too, and I've seen a lot of people talk about this. So right now, uh, eBay is having a major problem with the authentication. So if you sell hundred plus dollar shoes that are new, so Nike, Adidas, I think the Reeboks in there, a couple of things. When you sell them, they go to a eBay hub and at the eBay hub, they authenticate it and then it goes to the buyer. And then the buyer, if they want to return it, the buyer returns it, it goes to the hub, eBay authenticates it and gets it back to you, right? So there's protection too. But I, I think they're just over overrun right now, right? So I wanted to offer some solutions. Obviously, you know where I'm going to go with this, but a couple, couple and, and some of these you're going to think, Orlando, you're crazy, and that's okay. You don't have to do them. So first is obviously selling other platforms, right? I mean, I, I, if you've been following, uh, there's a good friend of ours that had been selling on eBay a lot, but he ended that for a moment because he had too many cancellations from cross posting. And now he's exclusively selling on go and StockX, and he's doing fine. He's doing fine. So there isn't that other hoop that you have to jump through on some of those other platforms. The other thing is, you know, if you have an item, if you're, if you're just willing to sell it faster and you're, you'd rather sell faster and eat some of the fees, you could list it under a hundred. You could do that. And then you don't, have to worry about it. The other thing is you could put it as a secondary good. So it doesn't have to be new. It could be new other or it could be new without box right now. I don't know how strict eBay is getting on that. Like even if it's without box, you still have to go through authentication. Let us know in the comments. But my guess is that would eliminate some of the problem because what's happening is some sellers are selling these shoes. They're getting out there. They're stuck at the hub. And plus, man, the post office, what is going on? Like still, like, I, I don't understand it. Like it's, it's April. Okay. And we're not in a pandemic. I mean, we are in a pandemic, but it's not the way it used to be. And still stuff is not getting on time or they're getting delivered to the wrong house. It's just uber frustrating. 
and the stuff is staying at the hub for like two weeks and it's backlogged. And then so buyers are the only way they can communicate with the seller about that is through feedback. And so they're leaving negative feedback. And I always encourage you, if you get negative feedback and you've done everything right, you don't stop contacting eBay until you get it right. Because when you're right, you're right. So whether that means call them, if you can't call them, go to eBay for business on Facebook, or you can even go to Twitter. Twitter has a thing called Ask eBay with the handle at Ask eBay, and you can resolve things there. I do find that people on eBay for business and Ask eBay are actually more knowledgeable about eBay than the third party whoever in the middle of nowhere world is answering the phone and talking to you about eBay, unless you're concierge. And if you get concierge, usually you get somebody that knows what they're talking about. So anyway, just want to throw that out there. I still think it's a great program. I just think with eBay, not, you know, no fees over a hundred dollars. I think it's now getting swamped, but they are, they are making visits throughout the country, like face to face. And you can authenticate your items if you want uh, in certain locations, which I think I think it's pretty cool, but they're only going. They're going to Nashville, Seattle, Las Vegas, and Austin. They're not coming to California. Yeah. No one wants to go to California. I guess not. <laughs> All right. Um. So talk to me about shipping, Mike. When you when you guys set up your shipping options, are you like pretty clear? Like, do you do a flat fee? Do you do calculated? Like, what what do you do on your shipping? Most of the time, it's flat fee um, because we've kind of figured out what things cost to ship. So, um, and and usually I'll I'll put it in there at a price. So, for instance, if I think it's going to cost me six or seven dollars to ship an item, ninety percent of the time I might put the shipping in as like six dollars or seven dollars and sixty eight cents. Right. So it looks to them like this is calculated, but I don't even worry about it because what it does is it, it prevents me from having to put in the dimensions, the weight, all of that stuff, uh, because we've done it so much that I can kind of eyeball and I can kind of just know like, for the most part, this is going to cost this much to ship and it saves time on listing, right? So I'm not looking at, at whatever. And if it's big items and I know it's going through UPS, so I select that or FedEx and I select that as, as options. So no, that's my little, that's my little hack. Okay. And occasionally, every once in a while, it's like, man, I only had $7.68 on shipping on this and it cost 12 But a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we overshoot it enough. We're making enough money on handling that uh, it, it evens out. Yeah. I So I wanted to touch on that because so eBay said in 2019, they said that they announced shipping options in a listing that were not the most effective for giving delivery speed would be hidden from buyers. So we heard that the hidden shipping options created challenges for some sellers, including buyers not seeing the shipping service they wanted and concerns buyers were not purchasing their items because all their options were not shown. We listened to your feedback and we're again showing all shipping services you offer in your listings. Now buyers can select their preferred carrier shipping costs and estimated delivery dates from the options in your listings. We expect the expanded shipping options will create greater efficiencies for sellers and improve the buyer experience. Have you ever, I mean, so typically we'll just put whatever we think it's probably going to be USPS, probably going to be uh, UPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, when we go to to actually do the shipping, sometimes it's like, oh, it's actually going to be a little bit cheaper to ship it through UPS, yeah. And then then yeah. USPS. I didn't the, the buyer selected the USPS, uh, but I'm shipping it through UPS. We've done that a, a lot, and we've never had a complaint. Yeah, and so what? I'm always a little worried, like they're going to be like, you know, we we ordered at USPS. UPS always misses our house or something, but we've never we've never. Had I'm a, a big believer. If it gets there at the time you said or earlier, like no one's going to fuss, right? Unless somebody has like a post office tattoo and they're like this better be usps yeah so post offices and the other thing too is like military bases can be a little rough you gotta you gotta be careful with that one yeah well so you gotta be careful too because i've had it before where 
somebody chose I think they chose uh UPS and uh, they chose something. I forget which one can't go to PO boxes. I think it's UPS or FedEx. Yeah. And then I had to go through priority mail and my charge was like $60 more than if I went through FedEx because of the discount they gave. So you really need to be careful about that. Now, my workaround uh, with that was, I forget, uh, I, I forget what I did. I think I messaged the buyer and I said, hey, is it possible that I can ship it? And I kind of, I lost my seller protection, but I saved my 60 bucks. The item was only 20. I'm not going to lose, you know, all that money on shipping. But so I want to let you know that even though a buyer may say, hey, this is the option we want, like you, you don't have to go there because we have a lot of new sellers. I get this question a lot too, like, Hey, I planned on shipping this FedEx crown, but they said they wanted USPS. And it's like, well, as long as you can get it there, like FedEx home delivery is four day delivery. <laughs> Due to the speed of the post office right now, that's pretty much priority. Yeah. Right. And so you're still, you're still golden. And sometimes if you take a look, you get like an 84% discount on FedEx today, which is actually faster than priority and cheaper than priority. Uh, and sometimes it's cheaper than actually sending it ground, right? So don't be bound to what the seller wants and don't be bound to what you originally posted because you may find a better deal and it may get there in the same time or cheaper and it's worth it to you because I find I probably make money on 90% of my shipping and I probably lose money on 10% of my shipping. But my all my shipping is my priority. I have a flat fee, but my flat fee is less than the buyer would pay if it was retail. So I'm okay with that. So anyways, just wanted to throw that out there. All right. Hey, Amazon Prime Day is going to be here sooner, I heard. So I don't know when the exact date. I had some people DM me and say, hey, we heard it's going to be the exact date. I did some research and I didn't I didn't see an, an exact date. Uh, I was kind of like, hey, I wonder what the exact date somebody had said. I'm trying to find. Oh, yeah. No, they said just possibly in June. So here's the thing. I expect Prime Day is going to be massive. And if you haven't, uh, you know, shipped for FBA for Prime Day, Prime Day is like a mini Q4 in the, in the middle of summer. Prime Day is what carries my summer every single year. I think sometimes you have the summer slowdown. The beauty of, of, you know, Prime Day is that it alleviates all the issues. I remember being at eBay Open 2019, the, the last eBay Open. Hopefully they'll do it again. And I remember I had zero sales on eBay Open, which you would think I'd be having a ton of sales. Like, come on, algorithm. I'm at your at your event. Uh, but yeah, I had a killer sales on, on Amazon and I was like, I'm good to go. So this is part of my update. What I'm going to be doing is like, hey, I would make sure to send stuff early because they didn't announce when, it, when it's going to be. It could be June 9th. It could be June 30th. There's even talk about there being two prime days, one being in June, one being in October. But again, I had talked about the velocity and I find that with Amazon that the days leading up to prime day, there's a ton of sales, like a ton of sales. Like, I don't know when prime day will fall, but if, if prime day is like on a Monday, you're going to be seeing good sales on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all depending on what you send in. Uh, but you know, on Friday, you're definitely going to make good sales. So strongly encourage you if, if you've been kind of hesitating about FBA or, you know, you've only done FBA in Q4, Prime Day is definitely a great time, especially so you can guard yourself from, you know, things slowing down on eBay and Poshmark and Mercari and the other platforms during the summer. So looking forward to Prime Day. Yeah. All right. Before we move on, I wanted to share something. 
So this is second day school shaver head. Nice. Right. And it still looks clean. At least I think it does. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. And Mike and I don't put, Mike doesn't put any effects in our video. So our heads look shiny. Just the way it is. Just the way it is. So lights. Skull Shaver, great product, easy shave, and it cuts close, close enough that I don't have to do this every day, and it still gives me that clean look. So if you haven't had a chance yet, go to SkullShaver.com below. Our promo code is PURE. Yeah. And we haven't talked about social media yet, but if you haven't been following us on social media, we are Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. We are Pure Soul Cast on Twitter and Clubhouse. Uh, also, if you haven't had a chance, uh, we share our... Our, sometimes our hustle of the week through phone because we have people call us in. So give us a call, 619-738-1170, 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email, podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. And as always, make sure to hit that subscribe and that bell notification and hit that like if you're watching this podcast. Grateful for all the iTunes reviews. We are, I think we're at like close to 430. Uh, so really appreciate that. We are the largest reselling podcast out there. And part of that is due to you. So really grateful for all your support. And at buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle, we keep getting members. Uh, a lot of you are signing up for that yearly, which really helps. It takes care of everything at one time and allows Mike and I to have more time to shoot videos and create more podcasts, hopefully in the future as we get more sponsorships for the podcast. So again, if you want to help us out in a monetary way, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Link is below. Yeah. Did I cover everything there? I think so. All right. Which means. Bolo. 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 What's your bolo? Yeah. So I got a good bolo this time. Uh, well, I don't know if it's if it's good. This is one of the first times I've, I've seen them or at least that I've recognized them. So I may have passed these up many times in the past. Uh, but at the garage sales, I saw little box full of like racetracks and little cars attached to it, right? And there's like these little slot cars. And the specific brand is Magnum 440X2. And these are old is school. super specific. So so these are old school little slot cars in a track. So the way these tracks work, so you set them up, they're electric, they have a controller, you plug it in. And uh, usually there's, there's two cars. So they like fit onto the track in these little slots. And each person has a remote control with a trigger. That's all it is. And it's just speed, right? And so you pull the trigger and your car goes and it goes around the track you've got set up. And um, and so I see this track and it's got a couple of cars in it. And I, got, I was able to get it for a pretty good price for this, this set. Uh, but as I'm looking it up, I'm like, holy cow. So if you find the cars unopened, like still in their packages, mm-hmm. They sell for crazy amounts of money. We're talking like fifty to hundred dollars a car sometimes, thirty dollars cars for like some of them. Even open, just the cars themselves. Like these, these, yeah, they, they they sell for pretty good money. I mean, um, I mean, here's one where it's just like two cars, hundred four dollars, right? They're selling for forty. I mean, just for for individual cars, already open cars, they're selling twenty five, fifty. So they sell really good. Just the cars, the tracks. If you've got uh, track setups. Uh, the tracks sell really well. If you've got the box with them, uh, they sell really well too. So I don't know how many times I've seen these cars and just been like, you know, Hot Wheels or whatever, but they look different. If they're a little bit smaller, you pick them up on the bottom, they've got the little groove, they've got a little little motor in them. And you pick these things up and they are money, right? So check it out. Type in Magnum 440X2. And maybe there's other types of, of these like slot cars too. But I remember as a kid, I had uh, a little set like this. And I would have never thought they're worth this kind of money, but you know, just 
even open cars, the, the, the tracks. So I'll be looking at cars a lot more now. It's hard because again, if it's just a pile of Hot Wheels, I'm not looking through it. Uh, but if you see the tracks, it's an indicator that, hey, they might have some slot cars here. That's good. That's a, that's a great bolo. Like I've never, that's what I love about reselling. Like you never know what you come across, right? Okay. So mine is, is an interesting, not interesting one, but it's, it's the only reason I haven't talked about this is because I hardly ever source these. I hardly see them anymore. So I was at the thrift store uh, a couple weeks ago and I see this huge tall pair of boots. Now, what do you think about when you think about tall pair of boots? Just going to throw out there. Who knows what Mike's going to say? I'm not going to say anything. Okay. All right. So you can think of many things, but your mind should go, maybe those are equestrian riding boots, mm -hmm. right? And I, I paid, I believe about $130 for everything at the thrift that day. And this one pair of boots, which is sitting there, no one picked it up. They're a pair of area riding boots. I paid $9.99 and it sold for $99.99. Nice. Within 24 hours, right? So I paid off pretty much everything at the thrift. And you can find if they're Ralph Lauren, they're Tony. I don't know if Tony Lama makes them. Whatever brand you can find riding boots, they're usually these tall boots. Sometimes they have laces in the in the middle. They they have sizes, measurements in the inside. They say medium calf or whatever, you know, measurements in there. Uh, those of you that ride horses, you would know more than I did. I, we actually live in a part of San Diego where there's a lot of people that do ride horses. So we, we tend to see these more at the thrift. I haven't personally seen them a lot at the thrift, but I picked these up at garage sales. And usually they're worn like two or three times sometimes. And people that buy them on eBay are willing to buy them even if they're worn because to get these retail, it's like two to $300 at times. Yeah. And a lot of times like with things like this, same thing with, um, so where I used to live, it was uh, dirt bikes were the, the big popular thing. Mm -hmm. And both of these things are things that people will get their kids into. Even at the school I teach at, there's several kids who do equestrian riding. They, they, they compete, they show horses, all of this stuff. And kids grow so fast, mm -hmm. right? So a kid might wear it. They might, they, they wear it a handful of times and then they outgrow it. Right. And so they got to buy new ones. And so, yeah, when you're buying, so if you're buying adult pairs, you know, you might get lucky. Somebody thought they'd get into the hobby, but usually if somebody owns a horse, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a hobby they're going to be into, into, mm. uh, but if they've got kids who are in it, kids grow out of stuff so much by the time a kid starts, maybe in like elementary school, middle school, by the time they get to high school, they've gone through like eight different sizes, you know, cause kids mm -hmm. grow so much and same thing. People want to buy these things used for the very reason you mentioned, because mm -hmm. you know, same thing with like dirt bike, you know, pads and, and shoes and stuff. If it's for kids. Why would I want to pay retail for something my kid's only going to be able to wear for maybe half a season? Oh, great. I have a friend of mine that he goes out to the desert all the time and all his gear has been either through eBay or through garage sales. So agreed. And it's the same thing with the riding boots. I mean, it's, they are money. These retail, I think they went for about 250 So I wasn't sure if they were the right pair. I had them for 150 but man, if somebody's going to offer me hundred bucks and saying I paid $10 within 24 hours, I'm taking it. Right. And again, trigger that algorithm. So keep an eye out for equestrian riding boots. All right. So what are you looking forward to, Mike? Uh, so now that we've got this move coming up where we're going to start moving things into our shed and we're still a ways out, we, you know, it's not until June, uh, but June will be here before we know it. And um, I'm, you know, looking around, I'm like, what are the biggest things I can get rid of? Uh, some of it's going to be local and some of it is like, okay, it's, I've already got listed on eBay. So my goal over the next several weeks is to go hard on local Facebook uh, marketplace offer up and just try and sell as many of the big items as I can just get them listed get them going even if I'm dropping the prices a little bit 
because I would rather I would rather move it in profit than move it one more time to another place before I have to sell it. You know what I'm saying? So no, I, I see what you're saying. So I'm looking at how much how much energy can I save myself in my move uh, by selling big stuff, and then that's just going to be capital that I have that I can now spend on other things um, or invest in other places. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to moving as much of my big inventory as I can so that I don't have to move it. <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, that's, I mean, my haul video that I had, that's what uh, our, my friend Fernando had. He like, it's like, I don't, I don't want to take all this stuff with me. Right. And you got to think about that. There's a cost to that, mm -hmm. right? The, the footage within the truck, the footage in your new shed, all that stuff. So obviously you thought that all so good. So I'm going to start researching for retail arbitrage, uh, which I haven't done since Q4. I got to tell you, I do not go into the retail store that shall not be named called Target. I do not go into Walmart. I never go into the stores uh, when I'm not reselling. Maybe once in a while I'll go to Walmart, like if I need, forgot to get milk at Costco. But I, I do all my shopping at Costco or the local grocery store. That That's, that's all I do. Uh, and so I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I need to come up with inventory that I can send in for prime day. So I'm going to be doing the old school scan, 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 scan. Uh, and just, you know, I'm hoping to find that hot product I found every year. I find something for prime day and I do well and I'm happy about it. So I'm going to be doing that and I'm still trying to hit three K in listings. Uh, what I'm finding Mike though is. I know this is going to sound really, really basic, what I'm going to say, but the only way to get more sales is to find quality stuff and list more. But yeah, but I'm, I'm telling you, I am listing more. I'm finding more quality stuff and I'm actually making 50% more now than I was this time last year, which says a lot because Man, eBay was hot during this time last year. It was on fire. So if I'm 50% doing 50% better now than I was last year, I can only attribute to the fact that the sourcing has gotten better and I'm being more consistent about, uh, I would say 10 or 15 listings guaranteed a day. I'm trying to hit 25. Uh, and even then I can't, I'm still not, I'm, I'm like at 24, 40 or something right now, even though, you know, 2,500 was where I consistently want to be at. And I, I just can't. Cause I find anytime I got to spend shipping or anytime I got to, you know, go sourcing takes away from time that I'm listing. And so, but I'm okay with that because, you know, making more profit. And again, I always encourage everyone two things to do with your profits. One, either reinvest in your business or two, invest in another business in another income stream. And so that's what I've been working on right now. And uh, yeah, things are moving. So I want to get to that 3k by summer. Yeah. So, all right. Hey, hopefully you found this uh, podcast really helpful. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and that like, and that bell. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Peace. Peace.